1: I'm going to start this week's episode with a bit of a coded message. I'm certain you'll understand it by the end of the show. I'm pretty sure everything will click into place about midway. It concerns a picture, which, for copyright reasons, I can't show to you. But I want you to know that, both on your behalf and mine, I have viewed that picture, and it is everything I could have wished for. All will become clear. Hey baby, let me take you down, so we'll play some strange sights and the sound. You ain't never seen the light before, just a through from Outside of church in Leightonstone yep. with D Wood. And I have an inkling that this is going to be an off-piste interview.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be in charge of questions, right? Hello. <laughs> Hello.
1: So far, so good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on track. <laughs>
1: One-word answers, one-word answers. We are at the Church of St John the Baptist in Leightonstone. What are we here for?
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) we're here um, to talk about Hitchcock in Leightonstone, really. Hitchcock was born in Leightonstone, and um, this summer, as I did last summer, just doing a little event to sort of celebrate his legacy in the area and the legacy to arts and culture, basically. So... Where better place to do that than a cemetery slash church in the centre of Leytonstone. That's very Hitchcock-esque to my mind. There are loads of little bits that go on in the area that celebrate Hitchcock, but there's nothing that sort of really brings it all together. And actually, even some people who live in the area don't really know that he was born here. Even the murals at the station aren't really noticed. You didn't notice the murals at the station, did you? You're a good guinea pig.
1: I've just photographed a whole load of them.
0: Oh, have you? No. Is that why you you were late? Uh,
1: At this... Yeah, it is, yeah. At (laughs) at this very moment, listener, you're enjoying the fruits of my labours. You'll be uh, seeing mosaics popping up in front of you.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, they were made in, I think, 2001 or something like that. But loads of people don't take... They're rushing off to work, don't take the time to to look at them. No,
1: what Um, what I I did discover, though, is that the population of Leightonstone is extremely well-trained, because unlike pretty much anywhere else in London as I was taking photos and it's in the tunnel by the underground station so you've got two flows of foot traffic separated by a little fence so I'm shooting across the opposite lane of foot traffic and everybody was ducking down and screeching to a halt and hurling themselves out of the way of my shot
0: did no one swear at you no Oh,
1: crikey. Yeah. Yeah. So they obviously Nor did anybody do the central London thing, which is just a barge past and get in the photo yeah, yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They obviously meet tourists like you quite a lot. So it's a, it's a big uh, it's a big tourist destination, it's Stone. Mm,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: <laughs> you can see that already.
1: I've got to say that, actually. I haven't been to Stone for, I don't know, 15 years or something properly. And the place has really changed. This is a much more genteel place obviously, than I remember. I knew
0: you were going to say gentrification. I didn't say um, gentrification,
1: I said genteel. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it definitely has changed a lot, a lot over. The, actually, in the past couple of years, it's seen a big influx of. And this is not this is not official stats, but lots of people who sort of used to live in Hackney now settling down with maybe wanting a house with a garden so they can have children have actually sort of all moved from Hackney and that happened four or so years ago and there was nothing much for them to do but now that's sort of the flows feeding in where there are loads more activities going on there are pop-up supper clubs there are cafes um, and things like that and... The rot are... <laughs> <rut> has started <laughs> yeah, yeah, No, 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 don't say that there's still... <laughs> there's still that's not the official line um, there's still a massive range of activities for all sorts of people with all sorts of different interests. And that's one of the things that I, I wanted to do with Hitchcock's Home, which is the event 14th, 15th, 16th of July, in this very church that we're standing in. So, it, yeah, it, it's about Hitchcock, but it's also actually ongoing, celebrating the arts and the culture and all the creative bits that go on in Leytonstone. In the courtyard bit that we're standing in now... There's going to be food and drink by local food vendors. There's going to be a bar by a little wine company called Burgesson Hall. There's going to be beer from Signature Brew, which is a brewery in Leighton. So that's all sort of trendy, right? And in the church hall, there's going to be arts made by um, local artists because there's an arts trail that goes on. So they've got an exhibition in there that will be on at the same time as the event
1: do you mean when you say local artists, you mean some of these um, Hackney residents that you've started?
0: Oh well, when you say local artists, it's really interesting. There is a real, real mixture, all the way from amateur dabbling in your front room sort of thing to someone knitting to actually people who not commercial in the sense that they're sort of sold out commercial, but in the sense that they're very successful and they do exhibitions and things like that. A couple of the people on more on that end are I don't as we walked past from the station actually there's a little shop called Hooksmith Press and he does letter press printing. Does that make sense? Even artists like that have done some things that have a Hitchcock influence. So for example, pulling on the same things that he might have pulled on when he was in the area and also actually quoting hitchcock and there's another artist called i think she's called two for joy stacy she does paper cutouts and things like that and she did one piece that is the birds or her interpretation of the birds and that's in a little design boutique just by the station as well but there's the stone space which is just opposite us now and also tfl at leighton stone underground station they let out a room Called Fill the Gap, where you can put on an exhibition for free for two weeks. So there are loads of different things going on. And in the church, there's also going to be a Hitchcock retrospective. There is loads of stuff going on. So even within the arts trail that's going on, there's a smaller group called the Creative Block who do stuff. There's also the Leightonstone Festival that's going to be going on, that's a lot to do with the arts and the culture of Leightonstone. That's also this summer, every summer. Laytonstone is a real mixture of people who have lived here forever, who are creative, but their output is is external, shall we say? So people. Well, who output are does renowned. tend to be. <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends on your art, doesn't it? Um well, internal
1: output? <laughs> you break something if you tried that. <laughs>
0: No, they're, they're people, people who are sort of renowned and successful filmmakers who live in the area, but who aren't necessarily associated with it. Listen, oh, uh, no, hold on. Um, sorry, any, sorry, any... I, d- I did just spiel on there. I need to be, I need to be stopped. If well, that's what I'm attempting to do. OK, yes. OK,
1: OK, <laughs> here's your big this is, moment. <laughs> this is an intervention. Uh, anybody chi- <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> anybody cheating into this for, uh, for Hitchcock?
0: Oh, gosh, We'll be so disappointed so far. (laughs) Hitchcock, most of his life is obviously his Hollywood years and things like that. And there's not much about him in Leighton Stone.
1: Well, how Uh, long was he here for? Uh,
0: Here for about... So he was born in 1899, 13th of August. And he was born... We can go and see where he was born, which is now a... Jet garage, like a petrol garage. Well, I
1: was I was um, up, up for it until you announced that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Let's
1: pretend I don't know that.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, Okay, he was born, yeah, born there, 1899, and left. We think about 1907. Yeah, and he was born above the grocer's shop where his, uh, that his father owned, William Hitchcock. There's a photograph of him outside celebrating. I'm not sure where that... He was celebrating some, I think, Empire Day or something. I'm not quite sure where that photograph lies, but there's a local museum, Vestry House, which is in Walthamstow, which actually has an archive of a lot of his family photographs. So they're private viewing, so they can't be published. But if you are really interested, you can just, because it's a, it's a Waltham Forest um, museum, you can just contact Vestry House and ask them to go in and view them privately. And they're amazing. They're sort of photographs of hitchcock on holiday wearing so you know those old-fashioned all-in-one bathing suits <laughs> that go all the way down yeah i mean it's quite flattering um so you can go and see all of that and the greengrocers where he was is one of the few places in Leytonstone that that highlights hitchcock so one of them being the Leytonstone underground station or well, in a public way. Waltham Forest also commissioned a outdoors mural where there are birds that have been painted along a wall. Even though he wasn't here for very long, it can be said that his, um, his films do and his creative output do have a lot of influence from those formative years. So the classic story is, Hitchcock's father, William, was a disciplinarian, and one day I think I can't remember why Hitchcock was in trouble but he'd I think maybe he'd stolen a pint of milk or something like that and his father sent him off to the local police station with a note and said give this note to the constable and the constable read the note and put him in a, in a jail cell for an hour or so and said this is what we do to naughty boys and the note had said basically lock him up for a bit (laughs) as punishment. And so supposedly lots of his works that are about... You know the wrong man and things like that, and mistaken identity and being punished for things that that aren't your fault um, stem from from that. And he has even said one of his uh, one of his interviews, which he gave many, says, "Oh, what would you want on your gravestone?" and He says, "Oh, this is what we do to naughty boys." Um, so obviously, that's a joke, but it does show that he actually <laughs> was influenced by um, that event, and with the other stuff that.
1: So so that would have been here, would it? He would have been locked in a police cell here in Lakeland?
0: Yeah, on Harrow. I think it would have been called Harrow Green Police Station. I mean, what
1: what actually remains then I don't know architecturally or places that he would have known In, in like
0: there is up near Green Man Roundabout there's lots of old-fashioned housing and one of the houses in particular I can't remember which street it's on but Hitchcock used to walk down that street a lot and one of the houses is supposedly the house that he based um, Bates Motel on and it's really interesting when you do walk past particularly if it's dark it does actually it does actually look a bit frightening so there are loads of bits in the area that he drew upon. <laughs> All historical buildings that were made pre-Hitchcock would have been there. So, for example, Leighton Stone House. There was a cinema up, oh, if we go left. So a cinema was built, but that was, I think, in about 1907, so it would have actually been when he left. But um, the whole of his childhood history is really hazy. I think that was part of the air of mystery that he liked to shroud his childhood in you know as part of his persona but some people some of his biographers do believe that he came back just before he got married from when he left school between when he got married and I think 1926 and then he went off with Alma the wife and then obviously they went off to Hollywood but his whole childhood which is obviously centred around here, so you could say influenced him, is a lot to do with being a misfit and things like that. So he was a Catholic, surrounded by Protestants, so he went out to well, in terms of everyone living in the area so the church he went to was outside the area and things like that and then he went to a school that his father took him out of because they weren't feeding him properly and I don't think his brothers and sisters wanted to play with him very much. He also would probably have been influenced by... There used to be a big film industry in Waltham Forest and Walthamstow, which isn't here at all, because during the war, that's when it all sort of got refocused to Hollywood. So pretty much none remains in Walthamstow. There is a cinema that used to be there. It's still there. It's no longer a cinema. And in fact, there was a society called the MacGuffin Society who tried to save um, the cinema... But they were unsuccessful, so I don't, I don't know, don't know what they're up to now. But it is now a pub. <laughs> who, are, who are you? <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm D Wood. Yeah, yeah, no, we've, we've done <laughs> that, but who, who?
0: In my real life? No, I mean,
1: well, I, is this not your real life?
0: No. What is this? Oh then? crikey! Yeah, I run. Um, oh, I run. I just do pop-ups for a hobby because I basically I don't have any other interests. <laughs> One of those side cases. Um, so. I've lived in Leytonstone my whole life. Again, sad case. And I've done loads of pop-up events in the past and I just thought, well, loads of people know about Hitchcock, but they're mainly the people who sort of already... You know, they already know, so they're already interested and they're already going to Hitchcock events. But just Joe Public, even in Leytonstone, didn't really know that much about Hitchcock. Nothing was really celebrated on a scale that brought together all the different aspects of the arts and culture and film and things like that in Leytonstone. So I thought, why don't you do something? So that's what I did. So I asked, I approached David, the vicar of St. John's. I thought, what better place to show Hitchcock films and to celebrate Hitchcock than in a cemetery in the centre of Leytonstone? Didn't actually expect him to say yes. And then he did, and I thought, crikey, going to have to do this now. And it was absolutely brilliant of him to say yes, because I don't think anyone had quite approached him with an idea to use the whole church um, before. So I think he didn't quite know what I'd be doing. I didn't quite know what I'd be doing. And so when he said yes, I thought, I'd better organise something. So the whole event basically is a three-night pop-up party to celebrate Hitchcock and the legacy to arts and culture in Leytonstone. So all three nights we've got food and drink sort of foyer with food from local food vendors, a local brewery, signature brew. There's an art gallery tattoo parlour called Artefacto, which is near where Hitchcock was born and every year because they're big Hitchcock fans and a lot of their work is heavily influenced Either by Hitchcock himself or by things that they think Hitchcock would have been influenced by. So, for example, once did flats where they put on loads of fairs and circuses Mm -hmm. that Hitchcock actually went to and really enjoyed when he was younger. Um, And that's mirrored in, obviously works like... What's the one where they get... Stranger on a Train. Yeah, Stranger on a Train. Yeah, yeah, well done. Every year during Hitchcock's birthday, 13th of August, 1899... They do a call-out to artists and in their tattoo parlour. They exhibit the works that these artists have done, and so some of the ones that they've done in the past will be exhibiting in the church here as well. And more on the culture side, there's going to be a couple of... I don't describe this well. I describe everything else so well. Um, they're going to be pop-up talks. So just a couple of minutes, sort of people either telling you some... Oh, Fun facts about Leighton Stone?
1: Okay, Is ru- that a sentence? You ru- no, you ruined it there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was doing so well, wasn't I? Well, that'd be
1: a crazy quiz.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Absolutely not. Too much thinking. Um, no, it's, I think people want to know a little bit. You don't want to be bogged down in detail, but it's quite nice to know a few fun facts about Hitchcock. Last year, I had um, David Boot, who actually is chair of uh, Leighton and Leightonstone Historical Society, he just did a couple of minutes just to tell you little facts about Hitchcock that aren't necessarily on Wikipedia and that actually connect him to the area because there is tons of information, but it's all either about his Hollywood years or or just about him as an artist, which is obviously great, but what's unique about here and the event and Leighton Stone is tying him into, you know, real places, like you asked earlier, where, you know, are there any things still here that he would have been influenced by and what sort of activities influenced him and the stories that then shaped him as an artist so he did that um, did loads of research it was brilliant and he did that last year and in fact if you are really really interested in the history of Hitchcock in the area that's a it's a really good place to start with that historical society um, and also vestry house. Which is a Waltham Forest Museum who have an archive of amazing um, photographs of hit, candid photographs, like family snaps and things like that of Hitchcock playing tennis in a dress. Well, they weren't called. I think they saw playing of tennis wore... in a dress. Have I made that up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it seems a little unlikely. Okay, fine. There's a picture of Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> playing I, tennis I, in a dress.
0: I will accept. That I might have made that bit up. I think he's playing tennis. I think he's playing tennis. Maybe he's playing tennis with a woman who is wearing a dress. I think that makes, I think, I think on balance that makes far, far much more sense. (laughs) (laughs) The the family photographs aren't, um, because of the copyright on them, aren't able to be printed and things like that. But because it's a council-run museum, you can just organise with them to go in and see all the archives of
1: these photographs. My God, this is... I I just got an image of how it's got blanked. It's in the dress. Of all the people. With that hangdog look and the gels.
0: I think you'd have a lovely swish.
1: Uh, That's gonna um, stay with me.
0: See, that's your takeaway for today. (sighs) Obviously as you can tell, there are people who know a little bit more about various aspects of either the arts and culture in the area or Uh, there's also going to be a couple of people who are talking about interesting bits that you might not know about Leighton Stone or this will just be a couple of minutes of them talking before the main film actually starts it's not strictly a film event part of the fun of the, and uniqueness of the evening. Yes. If we can brand it... Um, evening. Like that. Yeah, it's evening, so mm. it's... Um, doors open from 6.30, grab a drink, as we all like to do, check out the art, bring your own blanket or chair, and grab a space in the cemetery, in amongst the headstones, basically. So that's one of the fun bits. There's going to be a 25 by 30 foot screen, which we will show a couple of um, film shorts by local filmmakers who either, well, where possible, are based in the area and their content is filmed in the area. Um, last year, I played one by film short called Letters by a guy called Anthony Het, who actually, he got his funding from the Hitchcock Art Fund, which does exist still, but is dormant. So it's been going for about, I think, since 96. But depending on whether they... It it is council-run, but depending on partnerships and whether they can get the funding, depends on whether they can actually grant any money that year. So I don't think they managed to grant any last year. I don't know about this year. Um, But it was amazing to find him, because I tried really hard to... Because I want to highlight... The point is, you want to highlight the local... And I tried really hard to find uh, someone who had a film short who was local. And it was really great because the other day, um, the Leighton Stoner, which is a local sort of magazine and events listings, um, put a little call out. And now I've got loads. Even getting all those through is evidence of, because I'm not really in the film local film scene as it were um, actually you see all this stuff you go my god there are so many people who are doing actually brilliant work and loads of it is award winning and it's just completely diverse and it is filmed with local people in a local place um, and all of that so that's amazing to see and that's almost why I've tried to get other people who for example on the arts front Artifacto. I've got a friend of mine who does murals, who's hopefully going to do some muraling along the railings. We're going to get some boards, um, because there's a local organisation called Wood Street Walls, who the point of them is to, well, <laughs> as I understand it, um, is to sort of reclaim reclaim walls and spaces and things like that for art. So it's not graffiti, and it is with permission. So in Walthamstow, there's a street called Wood Street, and they've got loads of local artists to do amazing pieces of work and things like that. Um, and actually, it's about maximising the the space of the church and trying to maximise all the different aspects of what's going on locally and draw it into one event where possible. I mean, I understand this only... Scratches the surface as a cliche, but you know I've only seen little bits, and I'm only aware of these little bits. So I so try d- to. So does them that mean that the
1: uh, that the churchyard you know, is going to be enclosed by it? Yeah. By that, so people outside won't be able to see the film going on on the inside.
0: No, it's ticketed anyway. So to get into the whole event at all, um, you need to get tickets. Tickets at Hitchcock'sHome.co.uk um, and no booking fees. But the reason I say that is Um,
1: because booking
0: fees really wind me up. So I thought, well, if I'm putting on an event, I should pay the booking fee myself because I don't like it when I have to pay it as a customer.
1: And the tickets are £400 Uh, each.
0: (laughs) You've done the right thing there. Uh, No, a steal at £16. um, But that's with, so obviously all the arts... Um, bits going on there's going to be some works of art in amongst the cemetery as well because um, you can go round and explore the grounds it does actually go sort of a path that goes all the way around and you can read about the history of the church and things like that and- hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot Obviously a couple of film shorts, a couple of um, what I'm calling fun pop-up talks, um, which you can listen to or not, um, as you so desire. Um, the film shorts made by local filmmakers, and at sun sundown, sunset, there's going to be a screening of a Hitch classic, so on the which one? Uh, Thursday 14th of July, it's going to be Rear Window. Friday the 15th is going to be Psycho. Um, and on Saturday the 16th, it's going to be Birds. And the screen will be in the cemetery and you'll bring your own blanket, whatever you fancy to make yourself comfortable. And I've chosen, well, last year I did all, well, I tried to pick ones that were, British based or had some sort of British focus either from his British years when he was here or either their films in London or had a London theme and this year I thought I'll just go for the go for the classics so that's what I'm doing Friday Fright Night with Psycho um, but the church has been great because there is no sacrilegious content have got to be careful to say that but David the Vicar's been great in the way that we're in the centre of Leytonstone and it is a focal point and it is a, it is literally in the heart physically in the heart of the community and even obviously you can see I mean we've walked in because the gates are open so in summer you can come in and sit in the church and have your lunch and whatever so actually even in terms of um, what's going on in the area and how the area's changed it's actually about seeing these spaces and going hang on a sec it's not religious or not whatever it's a community space come in and enjoy it
1: so it's only really your festival that's stopping people from being able to access the place <laughs>
0: yeah. only for three nights only <laughs> no you can't it's, 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 it's a dodgy man who goes into a cemetery at night isn't it Unticketed.
1: You you sort of implied earlier on that you get people who know everything about Hitchcock expecting you to know everything about Hitchcock.
0: Yeah, it is extraordinary.
1: Is he he the sort of figure, (laughs) and I suspect he is, is he the sort of figure who has a cult obsessive following.
0: Yeah, he he absolutely is. Um, Funnily enough, a lot of the fan clubs are American and they're based in America, but you do get... And that's because so many of his big films and all the famous ones are his Hollywood years and he did fall in love with so many aspects of America. But even here, I will get people who come up to me and sort of are either expecting me to know loads or... Reel off loads, and it's. I like Hitchcock. I'm a Hitchcock fan in the appropriate sense of the phrase. I think some people, I suppose, it's their full time hobby, so they know a lot about him. But what's quite interesting with, I don't read a lot of biographies or anything like that, so I don't, I don't really know. But certainly with Hitchcock, it's very interesting because he shrouded so much of his personal life in
1: mystery. You know what image has just floated into my mind again?
0: <laughs> Hitchcock in a skirt. Do you know what? I'm going to have to Photoshop that image.
1: With, with the tennis racket <laughs> in his hand like a club.
0: And I'll send it to you in the post and you'll be so confused. You'll be like, oh, yeah.
1: I, I, I will remember. take that as the cue for a restraining order.
0: <laughs> How unkind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there are there are people who... And, and last time, as I did the event last year, uh, there are people who came from across London... To go to the event. All the way from Islington. <laughs> I mean, we are a cultural hub now. Um, but there is loads going on in Leytonstone, and it's quite nice to just be one of the many things that's going on. And and actually, la- last year, it was, it was really... It was, I won't say surprisingly well-supported, but we were sold out all three nights, and that was because everyone was just really enthusiastic about it, and obviously thought, well, we'd better support her doing this, because... If this doesn't go well, we won't have any better events going on. So it was amazing that everyone tipped up. One of the things that potentially influenced Hitchcock as well is that it, during that time there were a few high-profile murders. So there was one guy who murdered his whole family and one of the victims of Jack the Ripper is buried in Leytonstone as well. So there are a sort of few... You know, it very much was the East End of London, on the periphery, but sort of East End of London as well. One of the reasons that he shrouded a lot of his childhood is that he had a bit... I think he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. So, obviously, the industry at the time was people who were maybe from a slightly more affluent background, and so he sort of tried to hide where he came from and things like that. Yeah, I was going to
1: ask you about that. Once he made it in the States, did he still sort of... Uh, clearly his Britishness was an interesting quirk, but did did he really identify with this place?
0: No, I, I don't think he did. I think he once he left, he sort of left it all behind and really didn't like to focus on it at all. I think he, he does have family still left, and they're very much American, and I don't think they really have much of a connection to well even to the UK let alone Leytonstone which obviously would be your first port of call but even even in his later life he was always looking for i suppose affirmation of 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 him as an as an artist and because he i mean he didn't even win he did get a lifetime achievement award but he was the first lifetime achievement award i think he was given to him by a Like the French, like the BFI, but BFI with the French accent. Did you see the recent Hitchcock documentary that came out, Hitchcock, Truffaut? um, And so actually sort of as reflected with the French film industry celebrating him, um, Truffaut, obviously a French guy who was terribly serious, was really interested in Hitchcock and about him as an artist, because I think a lot of what Hitchcock's done is very popular. Populist, so often if you once you sort of become popular, people like to sort of say, Oh, you've sold out, you're not artistic, and things like that. And actually, there have been a couple of documentaries recently that have really sort of highlighted his artistic, I suppose, intentions and how the way he worked and things like that. Because he definitely very much famously not interested in the actors at all, to put it kindly.
1: Called them cattle, yeah,
0: called them cattle. So, um. For him, his medium was not; it was never through the people. But, it was but, literally. But he was.
1: He. I think he was obsessed with some of his actresses. Or oh
0: yeah. Oh, have you seen that whole series on the BBC? There, there's a whole thing, yeah, where it's him and actresses and things like that. Yeah. No. He. he well, he was. I don't. I don't know. There was him growing up, but he definitely. I'm not here to judge, but definitely came across as someone who was a bit funny. I think so his relationship with the actors certainly were very odd certainly with a couple of the female actors because he tried to make this these perfect ice blondes but they were all tools for him to tell his story so I think another another story is of oh, someone asked what their motivation was and he said oh it's I'm paying you or something like that so you're just not interested no there's the script this is exactly what I want to happen do it. I think for him it was very much like the for, for, for someone who's a painter, that like the paint doesn't talk back. It was literally just a tool for him to paint his story and, and all of that and he was he went quite in depth in all his, um, the little tricks of the trade that really um made his films pop like for example the the things where you know you don't see the murder directly happen it's just off screen or it's just the shadow um, and where you see I can't remember which film it is when they come in with a glass of milk and he put a he put a light on to highlight that milk because I think that was poisoned or something like that but what I think is quite interesting about I think him in particular because he was the first person to make a speaking film in Britain was he really? Yeah, and so the way he grew up was with silent films, and so I think the generation, even people slightly older than him, would have had a completely different perspective. So for him to tell the story, obviously he has famous scores and things like that, massively famous, and they're, they're brilliant, but, and it does change the atmosphere, but he does very much tell the story with the pictures and what's happening on the screen, and I think maybe that's, I mean, this is pure... <laughs> pure speculation but it maybe is that he grew up with silent films so you had to tell the story through the actors them doing what you've told them to do and through the lighting and all of that so it's very it's very visual in that way
1: yeah but um, it, it follows through doesn't it because there's so many in his films there are so many um striking moments and it feels like they're uh, like like beads on a necklace, you know, we, you're moving from one visually striking moment to the next.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and certainly a few of the films that were seen of quite frightening at the time like, um... What's that one where it's with it's with Cary Grant and they, I think it's in San Francisco again, he makes this woman dress up how his, the lady he was in love with before, but it oh, turns yes. out it was still her. You know, and it's... And it's but when you watch it, it is... Visually it is frightening isn't the right word. Alarming. I think the whole the whole film is alarming and I think what is it called? Is vertigo? it well, vertigo. I, I
1: was gonna say vertigo, but I is think that it, right? I think it might be
0: or oh, no vertigo is that's that good. Right? I think it is vertigo. I think it is vertigo. Um And the whole thing to watch is quite alarming. And at the time it wasn't very successful because I think it was too alarming, but now it is one of his more successful films. When you watch it visually, going back to that, visually it is what he does. I suppose maybe it feels very new because maybe I just haven't seen many films of that ilk and maybe there are loads of them. But in terms of you're going to pick out something that you sort of feel may have changed actually... Film as a medium, there are, he's got he's got really got quite a few of those. Um, but there are so many. I mean,
1: I'm well, the, just the, someone the, who the, the, the fact that uh, the at the, uh, the tube station, there's the ability in mosaic, the images there one recognizes instantly the, yeah. the, the crop duster scene from yeah. North by Northwest, yeah,
0: and, and they are the they're, they're stills that almost sum up the films. Mm. And you take one look, oh you take one look and even someone who doesn't really you know, like the birds one and things like that there are so many people who are you know, real Hitchcock historians and I, you know, I don't know even a tenth of a hundredth of of what they do I think even, um, there's a guy called uh, Daniel Berger who's doing workshops at um, the Hackney Picture House at the moment like a Hitchcock sort of workshop but there are so many different aspects of Hitchcock too know and i think one of the reasons i think you get so many enthusiasts with him who might be a bit odd and obviously you get that with everything is because so much of his history and then how that translates or i suppose informs his art is because he did shroud it so much in in history so it is speculation he he didn't really talk about it and then the bits that he talked about it was all sort of anecdotes and he's sort of not really sure and and even with the history of him in the area there's not a lot of recorded actual primary evidence it is just hearsay and then what you hear him tell when when he's giving interviews so there are the few that come up like when he was locked up in prison though so you sort of take that as fact but everything else really is what the fans make of it and what's funny is that even even that when you listen to some of his interviews he was one of those people lots of people try to interpret art in different ways and obviously that's fine that's all well and good but even Hitchcock sort of said quite a few times I'm just here to make a really good film that you can read into it what you want but this is my piece of art. If you want to go and read this subtext, decide this came from that and this was from this part of my scarred childhood, then that's great. But I'm here just to make a really good film. I think one of his quotes is some films are slices of life, minus slices of cake. And so he, he really did his whole life was about filmmaking. It wasn't a hobby, that was he couldn't retire because that is that is what he did that it was that's just who he was and what he did just in one so i think that's that's why he inspires whether or not you like obviously all the fans do like the films but whether or not you like the films he is a very interesting character in that way
1: we know his his birth date but i've got uh, half an idea that he was still around in the 80s when did he die
0: april 29th 1980 oh there we go so just about made it in he literally just about made it in. Um, but a day, he didn't come back, though.
1: Well, of course he didn't not, he no. What the What on earth are you talking
0: What? He oh, never, I he see. Never oh, I really thought you missed. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're still thinking of witches and zombies. I, you meant, I, I, <laughs> so I wasn't you under... me. I was like, all right, Mr Hitchcock fan.
1: <laughs> I wasn't under the illusion that he would died and then come back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the ultimate trick. <laughs> so you still see him in cameos in various he's, films. He's appearing,
1: just, at your yeah, parcel. and
0: here today.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he never. He Sporting never. His original he
1: never, tennis attire.
0: He never, <laughs> <laughs> With the same panache as when he was young. Um, no, he never came. He never really came back to Leytonstone. He really did distance himself. Yeah. I should also say this is not a again this is this sentence sort of hangs in the air alone, but he was heavily influenced by um his wife and had a big I mean, the, the recent film about him isn't I'm told by Hitchcock aficionados very good or very accurate. Um but he was heavily influenced by Alma, his wife, who for that time, what well, was an industry leader even at that time, which is sort of more impressive when you look back on and what it was like then. And um, actually, Letitia, who runs Artefacto, who are doing the Hitchcock um, retrospective, one year they did the theme was Alma, and 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 it's quite interesting to see the juxtaposition between his obvious devotion and to his wife, and then. To how he treated the women on set, and he had a very odd, pranking sense of humour. Have you heard the one where he? Um, I mean, these are all these are all ones that are very famous. I'm not telling you anything new, but he, I think it was he was on the set somewhere, and I don't know who he did it to, but he tied them up, he handcuffed them to a lead pipe all night, and gave them laxatives. You just think that's yeah, no. Yeah, so that's why... He, I mean, that's why I think people take such fascination into how he operated. Because you're going, who, who does that? <laughs> but, I mean, maybe... <laughs> obviously, I'm, I think you forgive everything if you say it informed his art. <laughs> and then people go, oh, no, no, it just it's fine. It informs my
1: art. It's fine. I, th- I think it tells you a lot about what one could get away with, with a bit of power, right? Well, yeah.
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And he uh, he just did that, but also... to. F- find it amusing I don't know it's odd so he's a really interesting guy and actually part of Leighton Stone and and how it's changing is almost to see maybe some of the areas where he hung out and things like that and how that has then influenced people who are here today so in terms of the legacy to arts and culture I think the legacy is a bit more it's it's a word that looks back too much so I don't know what other word I'd use but um, not just in a direct influence by Hitchcock sense in the sense that this is an area that has so much going on in whatever you're interested in it's funny because there are the bits that are dotted around about Hitchcock but in a direct sense I don't think there is that much in terms of people on the street knowing about him but I think I think the people who are artists and who are involved in the culture side of things so for example there's a a thing that's just started called um, Creative Conversations which is run by um, I think they're called Art3 Gallery and that's about all the creative stuff that is going on in the area and not just the traditional stuff. It would be stuff like Hitchcock's Home and about different uses of space and all the creative stuff that's going on. And why I mention that is because what's going on would go on anyway, but that is evidence that it is being recognised because it's a council-run project, that it is being recognised that there there is a tonne of stuff going on in the area to talk about is that classic thing where everyone on Facebook bangs on about gentrification and people either absolutely love it or they absolutely hate it. And the whole point is that there should be room for everyone. There are a million one one events going on. Some of them are free, some of them are to do with certain things. Every Friday and Saturday the church has a little coffee morning where people who maybe don't get out of the house as much go... Um, and so there's still all of that that has been going on forever, that is still going on, and, and not to sound like you want to want stuff to stay still, but things like that should all still be going on. And I do think there is there is space for that to be going on, but it's whoever shouts the loudest, isn't it? So if the people who bang on about how angry they are that it's becoming slightly more gentrified have their say then obviously you're gonna think oh well everything's all very lardy done actually that's not that's not the case at all there is still a massive range and it's really interesting seeing um i mean i have i, I do occasionally leave Leytonstone but you know i was born here grown up here um to even see to even see those changes and they're changes they're not good they're not bad they're just changes and they're different and people are going to come in and people are going to go out um, and actually one of the reasons that I do pop-ups and one of the reasons I'm doing Hitchcock's Home is because so many people just complain about oh it wouldn't be great if someone did this and someone did that oh go on then why don't you do it so I just thought go on then I've been banging on about it for a couple of years like why doesn't someone do a a bigger event that maybe amalgamates a few uh different bits and to do with hitchcock i thought well stop banging on about it won't you just do it all right i'll do it so i think if if people the opportunity is there if people want other activities to be going on they can just go and organize them it only takes a bit of thinking so i think there's a lot of that and then when a few people start complaining you sort of feel justified in your Oh, yeah, yeah, but they're complaining, so I can complain too. So, I know, uh, everyone needs to complain sometimes, but you can also get off and do something, I think. So, um, yeah, and I enjoy doing it, so that's why I do it, really. Just for a laugh. <laughs> don't, well, get, uh, don't get enough of those in my life.
1: On that cr- crescendo, <laughs> I'm, s- I'm so very sorry to say that we've come what? to the end of our time.
0: Oh, no. We hustled quite well at the end.
1: Yeah, this, this all this was working.
0: Yeah, we may yeah. We, we, we may... We made a lot of sense.
1: Uh, Let's be generous. Let's be generous of spirits.
0: Yes, Yes, we did. You Um, can say what you want when I'm gone. (laughs) And and the look on your face implied that you will.
1: (laughs) Um, It's been a real experience. A reminder, if you will, of the pertinent information that would enable somebody to access... Your cemetery. That sounded. Weird. Oh no! <laughs> you can't. You, can't. <laughs> you have a any qu- more questions? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Talking Go all over sorry, me. Sorry, sorry, quick. sorry. sorry. A, uh, a a quick reminder, if you will, of the key information that will uh, uh, facilitate. But oh, no, I'm going to just say the same thing again. I'm going down the same neural pathway it would appear that will result in the same sentence. It was
0: was a good sentence No it wasn't.
1: It was was no good. good. I (laughs) reject it. I think
0: it just needed a bit more gusto maybe.
1: I'd love to know the key points about this uh, extravaganza.
0: Oh funny you should ask. I have those key points. Um, So the event is called Hitchcock's Home. Um, And it's running on uh, three evenings, 14th, 15th and 16th of July. If you want tickets, um, you can get them online. Uh, No booking fees, because I don't like booking fees. Um, Get them online at hitchcockshome.co.uk. And if you want to stalk us, at hitchcockshome on Twitter. Right. Oh, Instagram as well. I'm not very good at that at Hitchcocks underscore home. I mean add it to the list. Um, and also on Facebook
1: slash Hitchcocks Home. D Wood, thank you very much. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. And that's all for this week. My thanks for this week to D Wood. Thanks too, to Bernie Barclay. Theme and incidental music was by Songs from the Howling Sea. I then Quentin Wolf.